Welcome to Take Note. This is our podcast about, well, it's about carrying a little notebook around in your pocket and and seeing what direction that takes you in and occasionally reading the things you write down to your friend Adam. Hello, Adam. Hey, Ted. How the... Great. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back from the far north well, of the United States. Yeah. When you're out in the middle of nowhere, one word will get you... We'll get you far. I was in Montana. I was at Glacier National Park. I'm a Glacier National Park evangelist now. And uh, it was that good. I think everybody should go. It was really, really Teddy fantastic. Teddy Roosevelt of the podcast. What was it? The, the best I- good idea or something like that? America's best idea? I don't know. But we also, on the way there, we stopped very briefly for a one-hour hike at the Teddy Roosevelt National Park, which is oh. in western North Dakota. And we did the Painted Canyon Trail. And for a while uh, throughout our trip, my boys kept saying that that was their favorite hike. And then my youngest, Wiley, was a little cagey about why. But the elder, Logan, said, short and sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Just the way that old Teddy liked him. Yep. (laughs) His adventures. Short and sweet. Well, uh, every episode, we, we ask each other in the early goings what do you got means what have you written down in your notebook adam what do you got all right well at the beginning of our road trip we stopped at a a lakeside bar and grill in stoughton wisconsin stoughton wisconsin it's close to me you'd think i'd know how to pronounce it and uh in the restroom there was a framed poster that also had a broken clock on it like the clock was built into a framed poster sort of Hmm. And the poster was dedicated to the owner's dog that died in 1995. The dog's name was Samson. And there's a little quote on there that said, Mama loves you, Sammy. And then on the wall next to it, there was another framed poster. Same broken clock situation. This was a poster of three women barely wearing white short tank tops and short shorts. (laughs) Right next to the dedication to Samson. The clocks in the posters is still freaking me out a little bit. Hard to explain. I'd say in like the lower left corner. It's like there there must have been somebody that was willing to turn your poster into, or your photo, I guess, into a large poster-sized, you know, like framed poster and with a clock built into it, which I guess you might need if you're in a bar and you want, you know, you want art with quotes around it and um and and a timepiece um and so i guess you know they got a two for one with samson and with these three ladies all of whom maybe were named delilah i don't know we got uh we got finished up the samson poster what do we got for the other frame we got here yeah or maybe there was maybe it was a mistake maybe they were never supposed to frame what i assume was a beer poster i don't know yeah what do you got ted um let's see i was i was uh it was early-ish morning i was listening to a podcast i was in our time from the bbc oh great talking about some heavy duty i think they were talking about uh, uh the death of stars that was a really good episode actually hmm. and stars, and stars i listened to the beginning of the sonnets episode shakespeare's sonnets and learned uh, yeah. all sorts of things about Shakespeare's sonnets and meant to go back and listen to more of it and forgot. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that was a good one. They're all good. Uh, 
it's amazing they could they, those folks can talk about the most arcane topic and uh, somehow it becomes interesting but uh, one of the people talking on the sh- on the podcast said I-, I think it's worth step and when he said the word step uh, the first line from the song step by vampire weekend interjected into the podcast and said every time i see you in the world you always step to my girl boom what and i was like what in the world so i i paused it it was i I went to back to the podcast and i went back i revert i jumped back 10 seconds and he said i i just think it's worth step every time i see you in the world you always step to my girl and i was like is the phone hearing the word step and is it somehow like thinking that that what is going on here and then a sean mendez song came on and i realized my daughter was up in her bedroom playing her playlist uh tapping away songs and we have this shared podcast thing and sometimes they they overlap and if someone tries to play it um at the same time it'll play it on your device so what had actually happened was that she had just played the song step at the very moment i was listening to the podcast when they said step and then when i went reverse she was just trying to play it again some because some idiot had caused her song to stop so it happened twice it's quite fascinating in a hundred years they'll do an episode of in our time about that (laughs) that's great what do you got adam all right well Okay, so that reminds me. I've got I've got a little prelude to my real what do you got. So on July 4th, I wrote Mid-hike wide awake dream. A man is watching a bear across a lake and suddenly the bear begins swimming towards the man. Um that's it. It was just like a little my mind was wandering while we were on a walk. But then 2 days later, uh at the end of a hike we were watching a moose at the, on one edge of the lake, and um, the moose was drinking water, and we were quite far away from it. And then the moose began swimming, and we were all kind of amused, like maybe this moose is, uh, where does this moose think he's going, you know, and <laughs> like, wow, he's so far, he's not coming over here. And then he, was, he started coming kind of vaguely in our direction, and we're like, that's interesting, but he's not going to come right over here. And he walked right up next to us, which was, you know, remarkable for us as like, park newbies but um like any park guide there that wasn't new to them at all like people were really we were kind of freaking out and everybody was very excited and a little freaked out it was nothing to them but to me looking back in the notebook and realizing that uh three days earlier i had had a little wide awake dream about that happening uh was interesting to me but is it is it coincidence or is it really that among one's concerns when you're out in that landscape it's really narrowed down to uh to a a pretty moderate number of possible wild animal approaching you which was possible which is why (laughs) you're worried about it yeah yes anyway that that's just a prelude that's not the real what do you got earlier on that hike we were on a group hike to lake grinnell basically we um we, we took two boat rides across swift current lake i think and then lake josephine in a group of, I don't know, I would, I think it was 40 people. And then once you get to Lake Josephine, or once you get off at Lake Josephine, 
you you hike together on a guided hike about a mile to Lake Grinnell. And on this hike, about a mile, something caught in my throat. And something caught in everyone's throat, and we were all coughing. And I realized that we had walked into a cloud of bear spray. Um, mm. The guide assured us that there was no way anyone had seen a bear on this trail. And she said that it must have been someone setting one off by mistake. Um, she also, though, had said that she had only learned to drive a boat a month earlier. So, like, I believed her, <laughs> but I wasn't, I, you know, I, I would bet money that she was right, but I wouldn't necessarily bet my life. Um, and and earlier on the hike, at the beginning of the hike, in fact, at the beginning of both boat rides, she reminded everyone that she had bear spray. One bear spray can would be enough for everybody and to just put our bear spray away so there weren't any accidents. Um, at Lake Grinnell, Jennifer overheard a woman uh, ask her son, basically get her son to admit that he had set off the uh, the bear spray. He walked ahead of the group to set off the bear spray by firing at a firing it at a tree because he wanted to to test it. And so wow. all of us schmoes walked into this bear spray because of wow. this guy. Whose, whose grandfather had also um, taunted his brother to dump his head in the lake because when Bear Spray dumped his head in the lake, uh, his grandfather yelled, That's a man! That's a man! I don't even know what the accent was. I don't, he was wearing a Yankees hat it had a southern accent. It, it's always disorienting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was I was really impressed with wow. my uh, detect, the detective skills of, uh, of my wife. And uh, I asked, so as I, as I mentioned, you know, when that moose thing happens and you tell it to uh, somebody leading a hike, they're like, oh, wow. And you realize, like, they've seen it a million times. So the next day there was, we were on a rafting tour. And I, I purposely shared this story with the, the person leading the, the scenic rafting tour because I wanted to gauge whether that was some common stuff. And uh, she'd never heard of anything like that. And she said, eh. Sounds like a dude being a dude. That's the story of Bear Spray. We call him Bear Spray now. Bear, I know. That's my favorite part. Old Bear. Hey, come on, Bear Spray. Keep yep. up. Yep. But, but did you keep that? Did you take that secret with you? Did, or did the whole group figure out no. that this was the case? Only Jennifer figured out that it was the case. And I realized, and this is what I thought I could have done at the very end, as we were getting off the ladder. They, they also cut their way to get, that whole family cut their way to get onto sure the boat on the way back. Yep. Um, and uh, also had to be yelled at during the moose incident um, because they were too close to the moose and were moving away. But, uh, but I realized that what I should have done, I mean, this is not a great story because I just realized it later, is I just should have said, like, hey, I was just wondering, is the bear spray, like, one-time use only? Like, are you going to be able to use it again or is it done? <laughs> and had just said that with, like, no, I yep. know what you did. But just to, like, give the idea that everybody knew that, that he hadn't pulled one over on us all. Um, well, it's impressive that he got far enough away to then to sort of go undetected. I don't know if it's impressive because some people were walking in the opposite direction and came out coughing. And initially we had thought that they were the ones doing it, kind of pulling a prank because there was this tour group coming, but, but they weren't, it was this dude. And so he just sprayed bear spray at everybody and we were all coughing violently. So I don't, I don't know that it's impressive. We just, thanks a lot. Bear spray. Detective Jennifer decided that bear spray was not pulling a prank. 
Bear Spray was just yeah. deeply, deeply dumb. <laughs> Which, oddly enough, I think is the the kinder way to look at the story. So I'm. I think no. so. Yeah. I don't think anybody intentionally sprays humans with bear spray. Right. You're just dumb enough to ignore all the warnings. Yeah. Uh, I did want to just touch back on uh, it, last episode. We talked about road trip notebooks, and I did. So what I what I did was actually what I always do with my notebook is I just wrote things down when they happened. So despite all the thoughts about how to do it, all I did was write, write some things down as they happened, and I did use my notebook a lot. But as we got when we got back, I had a few printouts that I had made of maps of the area and one actual map of the area. And on the remaining three pages in my notebook, I I glued them in with some old Tombow glue that I found that hadn't dried up to and made a little made a little marking with an orange sharpie and a black paper mate uh, to showing our first hike, then our boats across Lake Josephine and Lake Grinnell hike, and then our uh, going to the Sun Road car barrier hike, because the best hike I think we did was they block off the road because not enough snow has melted, but then you're able on foot to go three miles farther up a road, up an empty road like it's a zombie apocalypse, and... Hmm. Uh, um, see some amazing views. So that was that was how I organized awesome. that part well, of the notebook, you, and I'd recommend it. That's great. Did you use the maps like to navigate? I used actual maps to navigate. I did this pasting after I returned, actually, because I, I didn't okay. get as predicted in the last episode. I did not have the opportunity to do the crafting beforehand, but also I didn't know where <laughs> I was going to go beforehand you know i had ideas of areas where i would be so i had actually printed all these maps off of i did i did like google map terrain maps it looks pretty cool um of some of the areas and then i printed them because i thought maybe i would get to it i thought maybe i would buy some glue or something before i left didn't really get a chance to do that but when i came back like i said a few extra pages in the notebook and uh well they've i mean out there they've got bear glue <laughs> air glue yeah that's great um well, you've made yourself a wonderful memento. And I'm sure as, uh, as everyone else was hiking up the trail, you were stopping to write, uh, write notes about your various waking dreams and then hustling to mm-hmm. catch back up again. It seems... As you heard uh, sticks cracking in the, in the brush <laughs> nearby. Right, right. It, it seems pretty stupid to write down your waking dream until a few days later when the thing happens and then you're pretty delighted about it. <laughs> And actually, just since we're talking about waking dreams, that reminds me. Uh, just the other day, I uh, I had returned to Instagram after many months away, so I could post a few photos from my trip. And I was showing uh, my son Wiley some other older photos. We were like scrolling through it together that were on Instagram from my account, finding old pictures of him. And I came across a photo of my dream notebook from four or five years ago. Not not. Hmm the idealized notebook but the notebook that i had on the side of the bed where i would write down my dreams and in this instagram post i also listed 25 or something of my favorite dream weird dreams from that notebook and it was a delight to return to those (laughs) dreams those weird dreams that i'd written down years ago and so i'm gonna do it again and i just want to recommend like uh there's nothing you need to do really except keep a notebook by your bed and make a point to start using it and then you will and then you'll use it more often and it's really satisfying so i found two of my weirder notebooks um they're both some of these 
Draplin specials. I got a Detter print. I've got a, a Leap of Faith edition, and they just look nice and weird. And I kind of like using the really weird ones for the Dream Notebooks. And <laughs> I'm gonna put one next to my bed and use it for a Dream Notebook. Back in it, love it. Uh, well, speaking of field notes, we got a new release on our hands. We do, and it it came out today, the day that we're recording it. And I live near ish to field notes headquarters and uh so i want to pick them up and so i've got them in my hands so we can talk about them do you i don't know do you want to say what they are and then i'll talk about them a little well it's uh it's straight from uh what feels like has been the zeitgeist for the last decade or so but it's the great lakes edition yep i would say in the in the tradition of uh you know the coastal edition, and uh, I don't know what else fits in that tradition. Autumn, I would say, maybe. They remind Open me road, what, the I ones that they the remind me the most of, of is the National Crops Edition, or this is one of these editions where they got a lot of information in them. So the National Crops Edition has the information about like where certain crops are farmed and things like that, and. Um, these are packed with information so there's five notebooks one for each of the great lakes subscribers get a sixth notebook each of the notebooks they're blue and they have a postcardy type texture cover which is called a where is it tech weave nina tech weave color cover they're blue with uh silver on them i guess we don't need to talk about what they look like because people can just look at them but um you know, all the field notes have practical applications, 30 practical applications in them. These practical applications are all different for each notebook. I mean, cool. maybe there are some duplicates, but it appears to me there are close to 180 practical applications over the uh, six books. Really neat. And they are packed with info. So on the back cover, you've got those practical applications, on the inside back cover. And then on the previous page, there's... Um, information about the lake, technical information, you know, rank by volume, rank by surface, square feet, average depth, bordering states, all that, just a huge list of stuff, which is kind of what we've seen field notes do sometimes before, like with those national crops. But then this, there's a flap that opens on that back page with a map of the lake and a depth chart and even more information, like another full page of information, history of the lake, the, I'm looking at the Lake Superior one because I'm going to use them from east to west. And uh, <laughs> uh, there's the Apostle Islands are one of the big features of Lake Superior. So there's a paragraph about the Apostle Islands. And then each one has an image and some information about a, um, you know, I don't know if it is the main fish, but one of, highlighting one of the local fish from that lake. So the Lake Superior one has walleye. And, I mean, they are a delight, a delight to read these things. Like, I want to read them to my kids. I think it's just going to make me want... I live close to them. I, you know, I live on Lake yeah. Michigan. But it's going to make me want to really explore them. Um, That's great. Yeah, they're well, it, really something. From, from your description, uh, it feels like when they did this edition, which was maybe inevitable, given that they office on a great lake and that people talked about them a lot over the years the idea they did not leave anything on the table they really yes they, they covered the topic uh from a to z 
and they weren't going to have anybody say, oh, they just kind of, you know, made the cover blue or something. Sounds like they really went for it. I mean, I think they must have been working on them for at least a year. If you think about just how you come up with 30 practical applications for uh, each lake, like one of them is, I mean, there's just all these, like, it's all these kind of in-jokes that I don't even, you know, that I don't really, like, pothole hotline 6252195 you know there's just the, they had to do a lot of research and i think it takes time to find someone for every lake who has a uh, a, a family lake house and has gone there every summer for the last 30 summers and knows all the in jokes and knows where everyone goes for ice cream uh, every evening it's yeah it's really i mean they're really impressive i was saying today i mean i don't know that i would do this but like you know, I th- I think I just mentioned that I want to, like, read them to my kids, um, like, the little facts and stuff, and, like, get them interested, but I was also thinking, like, God, they're not going to really care that much just yet. Like, it might not capture that information, so I'm going to have to buy a pack for each of them and never open it, and, like, in <laughs> 10 years, they might open them up and look at them, and, like, what is the age at which you become fascinated with that? I mean... You know, maybe it's 41, but uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but uh, they're really, really impressive. That's very cool. Yeah. It's a nice color, bright blue. Yeah. Blue, silver. I mean, the, the just looking at it online, it the cover looks nice and sturdy. It is. It's a real, I mean, it's a nice, thick cover, and they're using good papers, so it's like a little, you know, it's a little bulky, but not in a bad way. Uh, I mean, I did notice writing in it that just because they're using good paper, on the first page, the left side, it's like a little, you know, it's not totally flat on the left side when you're writing it. It's a little bumpy, but it's, they're really impressive. You know, I was hoping, I know I've mentioned on the show before that the last few editions had these great paper, and I really, I feel like they've just been hitting it out of the ballpark with, like, really quality notebooks that, like, you want to fill up. And so Mm. I, to today I, they were released and i just decided to go out there and pick them up so we could talk about it on the show and i hadn't really like i didn't really look at the specs or even the promotion for them quite that much and i was like man i hope they they're still using that quality paper because i've really been it's made me want to fill up my notebook and they did they're really really i mean i just can't say it enough but they're very very impressive hope you get some even though they're graph paper yeah, I probably will. You know, five five books will keep you covered for quite a while. How did that work with the subscription? That the yep. unit price is more. Is that just you? You're a big winner if you subscribe. Well, no, you don't get. And this is kind of what they've done before when they have six notebooks. But with this one, there's a sixth notebook that is only available given to subscribers, which instead of being dedicated to one is dedicated to all of the lakes. So the Great Lakes, it's got a map. I didn't really dig really into that map either, but I mean, it's got, it's the whole thing. It flaps open, all the facts, uh, another 30 practical applications, and it just comes separately. And what I forgot was that you actually get six each each quarter with the subscription, so this works perfectly. Got it. And, you know, worth... That explains it. they, They also, this edition also comes with postcards that they'll sell that are really quite impressive i mean i don't know that we have time to go into our postcard history but we've been sending each other postcards for 20 years and these are classic postcards they look just like the classic postcards they feel just like the classic like 
don't know, there's something from the video that maybe suggests that it's a Midwestern, I don't know if it's a Midwestern style or if most of the postcards just came out of the Midwest, but they're on that like linen paper. So those come with mm-hmm. the notebooks as well. And I had forgotten, but when you're, as a subscriber in your first edition, it comes with a box with a lo- art by a local artist on it. And I don't have the box in front of me. Um, so I don't have the artist's name. It's a really impressive image. And they also give you a craft notebook that's got that image on the back too, which I think is like a clever way that they've, you know, they, they're doing a, they do a good job of making you not want to miss out on the subscription. Uh, well, I had trouble uh, sleeping in the middle of the night last night. So I got up. Because you were real busy writing in your dream journal? You know, I don't even think dreams had anything to do with it, which is annoying. Um, but I, what I did was got up, puttered around for a second, and then sat down with my, uh, my nice Nanami Seven Seas writer, and I pulled out this dip pen that my mom got me. What kind of pen? Like a dip pen, like oh, okay. a uh, yeah, just a, a dipper. Yep. It's you know, it's a little wooden guy. It's um, it's nothing fancy. The nib has a rooster on it. If anybody knows what that's all about, I'd be interested. But it appears to be quite a basic nib, and it's pretty scratchy, but kind of enjoyable. And uh, I don't know. I just was like, uh, it was this kind of nice. You know, can't sleep, mind racing, pull out like a jar of ink and a pen that would not be out of place in like 1785 and uh, just kind of write slowly and, you know, it runs out of ink and you just kind of dip it back in. I know, you know, dip pens are a big thing in some circles, but, um, and there's glass ones. This is far from anything, anything that ornate, but, um, you know what like i think my real thought was is like when you dip you dip the pen in ink and you can kind of just look at what's happening with the nib a little differently than you do with like a fancy fountain pen or even just a normal fountain pen and you 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 dip it and you hold it the way you hold a normal fountain pen but the ink is sort of like in this suspended puddle like upside down in the nib and i just it was fun because you just get a sense that of the strange like surface pressure <laughs> that that is a a fountain pen nib like it's like clinging uh anti-gravity clinging to this little piece of metal and then as you tip it over it's sort of channeled through this little you know very fine cut to the end of this strange shape and i don't know it was it was a i was having a little moment with this just staring at this nib deep in the night you know nobody else awake just scratching away and um yeah so now i'm kind of like into using this dip pen and you don't you don't have this uh i don't know i, I feel like uh I'm, I'm like i'm i'm not a person who likes to fix things that aren't working just right like I have three watches, two of which I don't use because, like, the wristband broke and I just can't bring myself to, like, pay somebody for another wristband, so I just, like, cobble together stuff. And uh, I similar in the realm of fountain pens. I mean, thank God Ryan Sly is in my life to be like, here, 
this will take five minutes and I'll get this going for you. <laughs> totally brought this narwhal pen of mine back to life because I was like, it doesn't work very well. And he was like, really? Did you get it fixed? And I was like, oh. And then a month later, he's like, you didn't get it? Here, give me that. Give me. I was like, okay. And he got it working again. So it's wonderful. But, um, you know, I kind of, so, so this dip pen is sort of simple in a way that I was finding very pleasing. So uh, I'm going to write a, a sonnet maybe about uh, <laughs> surface tension and, uh, and, you know, something like that. Did you, uh, what, what did you write in the middle of the night? And did you make a big mess with the dip pen? Yeah, that's a good, I mean, in the past I've made a mess. Because uh, I think I was overthinking it. I was thinking like, oh, I have to rush from dipping to the paper because it's going to all spill because I'm just like, let's <laughs> just, it's like, you know, you think it's going to be a stick that you're dipping in and it'll just drip. Um, but for some reason, in the middle of the night, I, I gained a newfound patience and wisdom and just was like, I'm just going to dip it and then just methodically move it to the paper so I there was no mess whatsoever and uh I think I just wrote about my day but weirdly this has actually happened a couple times in the last week which I think is why it's coming to mind but neither time did I write it's the middle of the night I can't sleep so now I'm writing until I woke up the next day and then went back and was like I wrote this while I was uh, <laughs> while I wasn't able to I had to go back and like you know I don't think you should bother adding that in. I think it's like uh, you, you should just treat it like it's your regular routine, like uh, second sleep or whatever, right? Like At they, 3.30 a.m. Uh, yeah. dip pen journaling sesh. Maybe it's the location of the moon that made the pen not drip. You think of that? That might be the case. I think now you, know, now you might be getting somewhere. Did you see these new images from the, the telescope? Oh, my images? The web the yeah. webiscope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the headphones are, or the headphones, the headlines are occasionally concerning, like um, surprising new images of web shock the science community. I don't love that. <laughs> web reviews n new corners of the, mine's not going to be as funny as yours. Well, it's because I've been uh, worrying about it for a long time. <laughs> when you uh, described that pen as a little wooden guy, I imagined that you were trying to write with a garden gnome in the middle of the night. Uh, let's do this again next week. Adam, what do you say? That sounds great, buddy. We are going to read the New Yorker's summer fiction issue and talk about all the stories therein. We're going to have Ryan Sly join us uh, out of, out of decasode in between decades uh, to talk fiction. So if you want to get out ahead of that, uh, grab yourself a copy or subscribe to the digital version and uh, let's read the uh, the New Yorker fiction episode and talk about all those stories. Yeah, it's a great tradition, right? I think it's the third time we're going to do it with the summer fiction issue that we're all three of us are going to talk about it together. And... Uh, you, you can get the magazine on the Libby app if your library subscribes. But one of my favorite quarantine summer memories is reading the issue from two years ago in the little, like, 
pool that we had set up in our backyard and it getting water stained and stuff like that. So don't bring your tablet into the pool. Mm-hmm. Buy the buy the magazine. I probably won't. I'll probably read it on my tablet to the library unless or, I find I mean, a magazine. If you're going to bring your tablet to your pool, get one of those big gallon-sized Ziploc bags. Seal <laughs> that thing up in there. And try to swipe. Just try to swipe all day. <laughs> you uh, you can find us on Twitter at TakeNotePod. You can find us on the internet at TakeNote.space. Uh, you can support the show at any level you want. Um, we really appreciate it over at Patreons, patreon.com slash TakeNote. Thank you to everybody who has pitched in thus far. It really, uh, really, really dips our pen into a jar of positivity inspiration yeah <laughs> yeah all that stuff it's really fantastic um so thank you and uh take care welcome to take note this is episode 155 i think we're so far into uh, <laughs> all right should we try again tomorrow